let's conclude Revelation 6 with six truths. Now, Revelation 6, and I'm, I'm only covering the beginning part, starting in verse 1, truth number 1, now I saw. That means that the events in Revelation are presented like one long chronological event. You understand that? This is not hopscotch. This is a systematic eyewitness account by John, the apostle, who gets to see what's going to happen. Now, how did he, have you ever wondered how did he get to see that? Isaiah 40 tells us that God sits above the universe. So he sits enthroned on his throne, and as God sits on his throne, remember what the Bible gives us clues. And if you took advanced physics in high school, you understand mathematically, time is just one of the dimensions. Length and depth and breadth are three dimensions. You know, everything has width and length and height. Those are three dimensions. Time is a fourth dimension. There are other dimensions. In fact, uh, scientists, uh, those that are involved in quantum mechanics, they, they explain everything with dimensionality. But I'm not talking about science fiction. I'm talking about pure science. God says, I sit above time. I see, God says, the beginning and the end at the same time. Now look. For God, time is like that. It's like, you don't think anything, I'm looking at this piece of paper and it says class one's at 10, class two's at 11, on Tuesday the 9th, class three is, you know, at noon, and the kids are going to all be sleeping by then, you better wake them up, okay, I wrote that down. Uh, you know what I mean? Do you think that's amazing that I can read this? Do you know what? God right now is sitting, Isaiah 40 says, above, looking down in time, he sees all at the same time. He sees the end from the beginning. In fact, as God's looking, everything's happening at the same time because he's not in time. He's outside it, watching. So what he does with John when he says, come up here, he actually brought him up and allowed him to see what has not yet happened from our perspective. But John was looking down and it was happening. That must have been very disorienting to him. I don't know how much God let him see, but you could have seen all the way from Adam and Eve to the end of the millennium all at once. And it was all happening at once. It, don't think about it too much or you'll sit under the table and go, you know, because our minds were not designed to have that capacity, that's why we need God. But, now I saw means that these truths are unfolding in a linear way. When the Lamb opened reminds us Jesus Christ is the central character of Revelation. When I got my doctorate at Dallas Seminary, they, they said to me, where's your chart? I said, I'm not doing a chart. I'm doing a Christology. Did you know that it took me 10 years to get my doctorate at Dallas? I, I started in school in 1962. I went to school my first day in 1962. I graduated 37 years later in 1999 from Dallas Seminary, 
And I was never out of school for 37 years. That's how slow I am. It took me 37 years to finish in school. I was constantly enrolled in undergrad and then graduate school and then postgraduate and then post-postgraduate and 10 years of doctorate. And they said to me, what is your goal in Revelation? I said, my goal is the first word, unveil the apocalypsis of Jesus Christ. So I wrote what Paul Weaver was kindly talking about. I wrote a daily devotional that goes through every verse of Revelation and points out where Jesus Christ is all the way through that book because that's our source of living hope. He is the center. He's the central character. No other book in the Bible introduces and gives us a revelation of Jesus Christ quite like Revelation. It's the, it's the most, most valuable description of him. Uh, next, one of the seals reveals God's basis, all the tribulation judgments on the reality of his title deed as creator and owner of the universe. Remember the, the chapter five, which we haven't done yet, shows God sitting on the throne with his title deed on the arm of the throne and he hands it to Jesus Christ. So God hands the title deed to his son, our savior, God the son, and God does all these judgments based on the fact that humanity has not acknowledged his ownership. The fourth truth is, I heard, reminds us, John the Apostle personally witnessed all these events. John is an eyewitness, and he's trying to describe in human terms what he's seeing. He sees these monsters out of the abyss, and he's seeing these, these prophetic events, and he's just, he's just trying to communicate, and God inspires him to do so. The fifth truth is, one of the four living creatures said with a voice like thunder, emphasizes judgment always issues from holiness. Some people think God has all these attributes, but it's like one of them is operative at one time and another one's operative, you know, his love and his justice and his mercy. I don't know if you've gone through theology proper yet, who teaches that here, but God's attributes, he has all of them equally all the time. It's not like he's loving and then he's going to retract his love and he's going to be wrathful. That's one of his attributes. God's wrath is an attribute. It's a perfect, holy attribute that God hates and punishes sin. But his justice and mercy causes him not to punish sin immediately. He waits. But all of these judgments are based on his holiness. Always issue from, and they're just and right. Come and see states to us, God wants us to know his plans. Did you know, this is so exciting. When I ride on airplanes, I told you I ride on airplanes a lot, and let me see if I have enough minutes. If I'm sitting on an airplane reading my Bible, and the person next to me bumps me and says, hey, uh, what are you doing? And I say, uh, I'm an ordained Baptist minister. Do you know what they'll do? They'll go like this, and they'll turn in their seat. They'll be afraid of me. What I usually do is I sit there, and I'm marking my Bible, and they say, what are you doing? I say, oh, I... I uh, I'm a teacher. They say, what do you teach? I say, I teach the primary documents of the Christian faith. They go, what's that? I say, I teach the, the Old and the New Testament. Oh. And then what most of them say is, they'll say, I'm Roman Catholic. See, they're trying to find out whether you're bad or good, you know, because the majority of Americans that are religious are Roman Catholics or that go to church or that think they go to church. And so I'll say, oh, I'm Catholic. I'm just not Roman. And they'll go, what did you just say? I said, well, I'm Catholic. I'm not Roman Catholic. Then they'll say, well, what's the difference? I say, well, have you ever read what the Apostle Peter said, you know, who you think is the first pope? And I go to Acts, and I share the 
once and for all delivered to the, the church through the apostles, gospel of Jesus Christ. And I said, Catholic, before it was taken over, meant universal. That Jesus Christ started a church. I'm a part of the church Jesus Christ started, but that church was merged with Romanism. By the way, on Thursday, we're going to look at how it happened. The whole, we're going to have a history lesson Thursday. But I tell them, could I show you from the Bible? If you start by saying you teach the Bible and that you're Catholic, not Roman, they're just so fascinated. And then you open the Bible, it kind of scares them, but they'll look and I'll say, oh, did you know what? I've read the whole Douay edition of the Bible. It exactly says the same thing. I've read the Bible a hundred times. One of them, I read the Catholic Bible. I marked the plan of salvation. Is it? I can lead a Catholic to Christ with their own Bible. It says the same thing. God wants us to know his plan. And he asked us to share it. That's why he gave it to us. So, now I saw it's one long chronological event. When the Lamb opened, it's Jesus as the central character of Revelation. One of the seals means that it's the title deed of the creator and owner of the universe. And I heard John personally witness these things. And one of the four living creatures said with a loud voice, God's judgment issues from his holy righteousness. Come and see. God wants us to know his plan. 